Hey guys, I'm gonna start answering all your marketing questions and concerns on here. I'm gonna give you quick bite-sized actionable marketing strategies and tactics that will help you attract new patients immediately and grow your practice. Every Monday, a short episode will come out and each month we will be covering a topic. Topics like ground marketing, Google AdWords, internal marketing, reputation management, and more. And I will have experts, agencies, and professionals give us step-by-step instructions you can easily implement. What you're listening to will be actionable steps you can do today. No strings attached. And then you will see the results. So without further delay, let's get into our Monday morning marketing episode. Hey, Amy, so talk to us. Tell me one or a couple tactics, strategies, or thoughts we can do with insurances that you know can definitely help other practice owners out if we were to implement it today. I have a few ideas that I definitely think would uh, best be utilized in every office and it can always benefit each and every practice. I feel like the biggest struggles that I'm finding, especially as an insurance filler, uh, you know, I service a lot of different offices, a lot of different specialties, uh, but I always run into the same issues and it always starts with the front end. Meaning, are they gathering the correct information? Are you having the proper information to actually even submit that claim properly? Um, Because a lot of times the front office is just, you know, thinking they have their uniform idea of what to do or what to gather. But then, you know, on the back end, it ends up, you know, not having the correct uh, subscriber ID numbers or did they enter the insurance improperly? You know, so then we can actually submit the insurance for the proper address. You know, so just basic, simple things are usually the front end issues. But once we've gotten past that part, now we're just dealing with the insurance on how we can get those claims paid. And a lot of the issues are always the start of what is your narrative? How are you creating that narrative to make sure that your insurance understands what and why that frown or filling or not filling, you don't really need that, but any procedure of how you can get that paid. A lot of times the insurances are requesting, you know, a specific information of what they need. But I always kind of like to, you know, fine tune it to what it can individualize that to. So if I'm going to submit a crown, I want to make sure that I am saying, you know, what the surfaces are. If there's a fractured cusp, is there a large existing silver filling? You know, I want to specify what that tooth is prior to the treatment. Mm -hmm. But then most importantly, always say if it's an initial replay or a replacement, a lot of times. You'll get two or three weeks down the later, you know, down the road saying, oh, hey, I understand you need a crown, but is it an initial, re- you know, or initial or replacement? But they can look at the x-rays and say, oh, I think I should know that by now. But they're just trying to find ways to solve this process. So we just have to kind of think ahead, make sure that you're uh, supplying a proper x-ray to the apex. Do you have an internet camera photo? If you do, great. A lot of insurances right now are even requesting to have um, an oral camera photo of the buildup in place. So if you want that buildup paid, make sure to always submit an intraoral camera photo of the buildup in place so then you can get that properly paid right away. Because sometimes you'll actually end up getting a claim denied uh, halfway. You'll get the crown paid, but then they'll deny the crown or the buildup. And then a lot of offices say, oh, let me just give that patient balance to the patient Mm. or they'll just write it off. And it's just really a matter of documentation and having that information so then the patient can actually utilize their benefits properly because it only takes, you know, you have a lot of offices that, you know, will try to do a courtesy and say, you know what, I don't want to upset my patient. So I'm just going to write the balance off. But it's really a disservice because a lot of times if your insurance has noticed that you are not appealing anything, you're not questioning anything, 
it's almost like their red flag goes off and say, ah, oh, you know what, I can deny things, then they're not going to fight it. So you want to make sure that you're interactive with these insurances, you know, get the right information. If you feel that that is a covered benefit, which it is, a buildup is a covered benefit, fight it, appeal it, find out the process of why you should get those, because then you're not going to program that insurance to just keep, you know, giving you whatever they feel like giving you. Gotcha. So that happens a lot. Does that happen quite often where insurances are like, oh, they, we can, we can do whatever with them. Very much so. Oh, I have dealt with a lot of offices where, you know, they just have this outstanding, crazy amount of insurance and, uh, you know, they just timely filing issues. They haven't sent any information. Maybe the insurance asked for an additional x-ray or they never sent it. So then now they know, oh, hey, you know what? They're not ever giving us information that we need. I'm just going to keep requesting something in addition. And no one's working their insurance until they hire a out party, a third party uh, service, or mm-hmm. maybe finally somebody has time in their office to do it. And then it just piles up and they just know, you know what? They're not going to fight me for it. And insurances are a company. They're a business. They're not their, your friends. They don't want you to make money. They <laughs> want, you know, to find every way possible to not pay you. So you have to give them any and every reason, starting from that narrative to make sure that those, you know, uh, benefits are utilized. Wow. Okay. So that's super helpful. So what is your narrative? So everybody's in a bullet, I guess in a summary or in a one statement, what would, what should everybody's narrative exactly be? Yeah, I actually can give that to you. So the crown uh, narrative, I usually will always specify exactly what the crown condition or the tooth condition is. So I will say number 13, existing DO alloy uh, present with uh, recurrent decay and uh, fractured distal, distal, uh, distal cusp. And then in addition to that, at the very end of the, um, the crown, I'll always use like the same kind of uh, wording. Mm-hmm. And I'll say crown and buildup needed to restore the tooth for proper bite and function due to insufficient tooth structure to support any other restoration. And this is an initial placement of crown. So then that way it specifies exactly, you know that there's insufficient tooth structure It'll basically only option they could do was a crown and then always state if it's initial replacement. If it is a replacement, I typically am very generic because I deal with so many offices. I'll usually write estimated 09-2011. So I know it's been over 10 years. That's what uh, typically most assurances are. And then I'll say uh, this is a replacement crown. So I want to always specify both. This is a replacement, but I want to give them an estimated date of when they are. Because a lot of the times, even if you specify that it's a replacement crown, they want a date attached to that. So just mm-hmm. always include both. Got you. And right there would be like a more than likely for sure thing. With oh, yeah. I mean, I rarely ever have crowns denied once I already know their game. I know what they, if I have some insurances are, or excuse me, some offices are amazing about taking uh, camera photos of the existing fillings. So it's easier to submit that and show them that there's leakage or uh, fractured cusp or whatever the condition of the tooth is. And then if you could just take that intraoral camera photo of the uh, build-up in place, you are golden. You will always get your crowns paid because they're, you're showing the reasons of why. Got you. Besides crowns, Amy, is there any specific or any other ones that you feel like uh, you see a lot of mistakes that whenever they come on with yes. you or PPL profits, you're like, oh my God, if you just did this. Yes. Perio. Perio, perio. It's always a problem. And I feel like you know, hygienists nowadays are getting so much better education when it comes to perio and, you know, as far as uh, gum therapy needed and the disease that goes along with it, the infection that's in their mouth. 
So a lot of them are diagnosing properly, but they're not having the x-rays uh, or their perio chart to reflect their diagnosis, right? So what's really important that you, uh, I look at insurance or excuse me, x-rays through the eyes of insurance. I know that I can sit next to a hygienist and she can say, yes, but those probes, you know, are, or there's deep pockets or there was bleeding. But if I don't see it on x-ray, the insurance, they not pay it. So you have to have evidence of bone loss. You have to have, uh, perio charting has to reflect at least four more teeth in your quadrant to support that quadrant being paid. So, you know, Cigna, I know is one that you can't take four millimeters and up. But usually it's five millimeters and, and at least four teeth in that quad. So if it's upper right quad, it has to be from, you know, one to eight. There has to be four more teeth in that quadrant to support. Time and time again, I have talked to offices about this. I'll get, you know, di they'll diagnose four quads of SRPs. I'll get their perio chart and there's some fours and maybe some threes and no fives. And I, I'm like, I can't get this page. And there even is significant bone loss on the x-rays. But the problem is, is that the hygienists are probing prior to removal of calculus. They're hitting and stopping at that calculus. And so it's not allowing them to get to the, the actual pockets. So what I highly recommend is if that's the case, they're used to perio charting, perio chart after your SRP. That way you've removed that calculus. You actually get a true measurement of the, the pocket and the infection. You can take some intraoral camera photos showing bleeding and you will 100% get your skelly root plating spade. Wow. Okay. So this is yeah. basically how to like never get your perio and crowns denied again in the sense. 100%. I'm telling you, if the offices that have listened to me and really have, you know, taken this to heart and understand the insurance game, I have, you know, a, a minimum of 97% collection rate in any of the offices I work with. So I always say, if you can produce it, I can collect it. It's just really important that you know, we're a team. We have to make sure that we're working together to have that same goal. So they produce, uh, you know, and, and do the treatment. And I find every way to get that insurance paid. But of course, I have to be set up for success. So I need, you know, those that team members, those team members to understand what is needed from the insurance. If you're going to do, you know, uh, wisdom teeth extraction, please take a pano or at least have a PA of the full tooth. You know, so a lot of times I'll have, you know, um, full bony extractions trying to get covered but I don't have a PA of it. So you just have to really, you know, streamline your office, make sure that the office understands. I usually will always provide to the offices that say, if you're going to do a crown, do this or have this ready. If you're going to need uh, or patient needs scaly roof cleaning, please provide me this information. It's almost like a cheat sheet of information. Mm -hmm. That way that if there was staff changes, you know, things happen, life changes, you have that for the next person to understand what is needed to get your treatment paid. Gotcha. So you provided that type of cheat sheet? I do. Yeah. I, I feel like it's a benefit to any of my offices because, you know, the better that they're educated and understand the bigger game, then 100% it's going to help my business and achieving what I already need to do. You know, a lot of insurance billing companies are obviously paid up in collections. So it's a benefit to us to have those insurance pay what is, you know, been the services that have been rendered. So it is a win-win. It's a win-win for the office because they're providing services and it's a win-win for us because we're obviously working very hard to get these things paid. I like that. I like that a lot that how you guys work off of collections and you know what I mean? Because it shows like you yes. guys are really like striving You get for paid it. what you deserve. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Have there been any so far, Amy, where specific insurances where you want to like let people know about like you are going to get headaches with this one specific, no matter what you do, you will get headaches or there's none. 
Yeah, well, Aetna and United Healthcare are the prime examples of what I was explaining with those uh, buildups. Right now, I feel like Aetna and United Healthcare sat down at the board meeting and said, you know what, today we're not going to pay buildups. And so all of a yeah. sudden they started requiring this internal camera photos of the buildup in place. And if you don't have it, it doesn't matter what you try to do. You can appeal it five times. It doesn't matter. They're not going to pay it. So I feel like whenever I introduce things like this to the offices, I always just make it uniform now. That way the insurance or the offices are not cherry picking saying, oh, you know what? This patient has met life. I don't need to do this. If it just becomes standard and routine, it's easier for them to adapt to what the MetLife might do in a year from now. I always feel like if you just treat it as standard of care and supply that, you know, whatever demand it is from the insurance to all overall, the insurances, no matter what they have, you'll just make it easier for your staff. So then you won't have to say, oh, Delta, you can't do four quadrants in a day. You know, it's a standard thing for Delta. They will never allow it. Most offices will say, you know what, I'll just do only two quadrants in a day regardless of what insurance they have. I'm more of the opposite where I like to maximize what I can with benefits. But of course, I, if offices want to streamline what they do, just keep it uniform. That way they're never going to be dealing with issues of having to do a write-offs for justification. Gosh. Especially being contracted. You know, contracted is like you're a whole different game because you have to play by their rules. But there's still, there's still so much gray that you can work with. There's still so many things that I feel like in offices don't understand that you could get paid for but they just choose to write it off because they think, oh, I just don't want the bad Google review. I don't want to deal with the headache of, you know, the patient, you know, Betsy's been with us for 10 years and I don't want her to be upset for, you know, X procedure not being paid. But in reality, if you just go with the process of the insurance and you know that you have stood by with what exactly they need, don't write it off, fight it. The insurances are there to not pay. You have to find the ways to make sure they do. Gosh, man, that's valuable information. Awesome, Amy. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And if anyone has further questions, you can definitely find her in the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group or where can they reach out to you directly? Yes, I'm part of PPO Profits. Great company. They offer a lot of different services, um, but I am uh, directly with their insurance billing division. So I lead that division and I have a great solid team to make sure that we do you know, promise everything I just said. So you can reach me at amyh at ppoprofits.com. Awesome. So guys, that's all going to be in the show notes below. And Amy, thank you so much for being with me on this Monday morning marketing episode. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.